0: So I got to ask, is is Coach K's retirement party
1: going to be happening on Saturday or Monday? Hopefully Saturday, because that would be all-time hilarious. (laughs) If if North Carolina ruined his retirement season twice.
0: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And
1: one time was in the Final Four.
0: Man, I can't believe how well... No, I, I get that they just played against St. Peter's, but North Carolina is doing absolute, absolutely incredibly. And they have some really good players on the team, man. That guy, Love, who can shoot from half court, Kale essentially. Love. Yeah, and um, Baycott is just a rebounding machine. Right. Brady Brady Manick transferred from Oklahoma and kind of looks like a lumberjack. But, <laughs> man, I, I, I've been really impressed with how they've played.
1: Yeah, they've been awesome. Um, I, a little part of me. Wanted to put them in the final four. I didn't because I ended up having them lose to Purdue. But this is not only, not only is it Duke, North Carolina, but it's just an awesome game because they're two awesome teams right now. Like Duke has probably 15 NBA players on their roster, and North Carolina is just they're not fundamentally sound, but they are so good when they are on. Like, when they're clicking, they are so good. And they have a couple times this year, and they did against Duke during Coach K's last home game. So, this game is going to be awesome. Um, I think Duke's going to win. I think they're just going to end up winning just because they are, you know, they got they literally have two to three lottery picks in their starting rotation right now. And they're just so deep. And they just, they haven't missed a shot in, like, the last five games. Duke is... They're what? They are four-point favorites still? I haven't checked today. They are... They are... Four-point favorites, yes.
0: I picked them to win the championship originally, although I, like you, would much rather just root for the chaos and think that it would be absolutely hilarious if North Carolina ruined Coach K's retirement twice. (laughs) So... Um, and my bracket's busted to the point where I don't even care at this point. So I would happily have North Carolina win this game. But I, I do I do think Duke's just more talented. Jeez, um, I, I almost said Marvin Bagley. Paolo Boncero will be a lottery pick should he declare for the draft, which I have no, oh, he, no he's idea going to be a why he would three, stay. Uh, yeah, um, well, all the, ma- the, the uh, mock drafts that I've seen, they have, so the top three are... Chet Holmgren is in the top three universally. Uh, Jaden Ivey, the point guard for Purdue, is in the top three universally. And then it appears that Palabanchero and Jabari Smith, the two power forwards, are kind of interchangeable. But regardless, they're both right up there. So right. we'll see what happens with those two. Um, I have a, a large agenda against drafting po- power forwards very high.
1: No so we'll, we'll, we shall see what will happen. But yeah, it's... This draft is pretty weak outside. It's like the um, from a couple seasons ago: Anthony Edwards, James Wiseman, and Lamelo Ball. Outside of those three, and this year it's uh, Jabari Smith, uh, Chet Holmgren, Paolo Banchero, and and or Jaden Ivey. Outside of those guys, maybe Johnny Davis because he just uh, declared today from Wisconsin. Outside of those guys, there's practically nothing there.
0: Yeah, so we'll, we'll see what happens. But A.J. Griffin is a guy for Duke mm. who is also going to be, I think, yeah, a lottery solid. pick. He's he's a pretty good player. So I, 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 unfortunately, am going to pick Duke to win that game. Mm. But I would be perfectly happy if North Carolina ended up winning that. And also, Hubert, Hubert Davis is coming off as a really good guy and a really easy guy to root for. Yeah, he's cool. Because every time they – have him in some sort of post game interview. He's always emotional. So he's crying. Yeah, which you know, it's a little bit Dick vermeule esque. Which uh, a little, a little too much crying taking place. But I mean, my if they win the championship, he's just going to be a mess. But no it, it hasn't gotten old yet because it's it's only his first year coaching this team. But that may that may become an issue. Uh, I may start to hate him if that becomes a yearly thing. But for now, he's coming off as a really easy guy to root for, and that would also um, possibly lead to the Roy Williams Bowl if Kansas were to get past Villanova, which Villanova's second best player just went down. I believe his name is Justin Moore Jr. Is that? Yeah. Yeah, so um, that definitely makes it a, a little bit easier for Kansas, although Jay Wright who I, uh, I heard a conversation taking place, and I think it's actually a really good point that once Coach K retires, uh, the best coach in college basketball might be Jay Wright. He has oh, it absolutely three, is three Final Four appearances in the past five tournaments. Because remember, the 2020 tournament didn't count, so it's technically six years, but it's five tournaments. Three Final Fours in five tournaments is absolutely astonishing. And two of those tournaments, he was the national championship. So 2016, 2018, and then we'll see what happens now here in 2022. My knock on Jay Wright, and I, I do agree that he is, the, he is the best coach in college basketball once Coach K retires. But I, I think that's a little bit due to the fact that Roy Williams also retired. So I, I don't think we have a great second candidate. Because both John Calipari and Bill Self, who is Jay Wright's opponent here in the Final Four, they both underperformed recently, despite the fact that they're still household names. They just haven't been able to win championships recently. Uh, I believe Mm -hmm. both have won. It was the Mario Chalmers year with Kansas, and it was the Anthony Davis year uh, with Kentucky, where they actually beat Kansas in the national championship, ironically. But with Jay Wright... And Calipari coached Memphis. Unbelievable. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So funny how that worked out, but, yeah. um, my issue with Jay Wright is that he has had a lot of flame out years. First of all, we can take this back to 2013 when the football schools left the big East. That's when Jay Wright's success really started to kick in was when a lot of the competition left. Uh, so the rick patinos of the world who we uh, we're not going to argue that he's one of the best coaches in college basketball anymore cuz he's coaching in a conference that you and I can't even name off the top of our heads uh jim Beheim, when they left uh to go to the acc I um, yeah um um do you know I don't, the conference no N- I don't. Neither, neither do i um so jim Beheim, his time is clearly passed although he's also a, a champion uh 2003 with carmelo anthony but I there is absolutely no argument in recent history, at least for him to be named the best coach of college basketball. But Jay Wright's success really started to kick it up a notch when all the good when all the football schools left and the Big East basically got sliced in half. So I do hold that against him a little bit. And also, after that, they've been a high seed a lot, which I give him credit for that. But outside of the two years where they won the national championship. And they, they've been, like I said, they've been a one seed and a two seed very frequently. They've had a lot of upsets in the first weekend of the tournament. So mm-hmm. I I think those two championships, and now we'll see, he's got his third Final Four in recent history, although I think he has one fourth. dating back to like 05 or maybe a 06. Yeah, so four in total. I, I think those Final Fours and those championships pick him up a little bit, but... He has had some underwhelming performances, but I just don't think that there's a better candidate, so it's kind of by process of, of elimination,
1: I'll go with him. Yeah, I don't think I'm trying to uh Mick Cronin hasn't spent enough time at UCLA. Um, Bill Self and Calipari, Calipari are just choke artists. Um, <laughs> Was Mick Cronin the Loyola guy? Cincinnati. He went from Cincinnati to UCLA. Um, um, I, unless I'm like completely just wrong, but I am almost positive he coached at Cincinnati.
0: You're probably right. Let me, Uh, there,
1: there's someone who has a similar He was name. there for a while, too.
0: I'm thinking, oh, I'm thinking of Porter Moser.
1: That's right. Yeah, Ben who, uh, was definitely the Cincy guy because he was that whoever was the Cincy guy was there for a long time.
0: Yeah, and those guys usually don't leave if they're there for that long.
1: So I don't know. Right. Let's see. I, yeah, I mean, there's a, I mean, Nato said Alabama, Eric Musselman in Arkansas, they're up and coming. Jawan Howard, I guess, is. I mean, uh, is
0: this,
1: this Jawan Howard's second year?
0: Uh, I don't think so. Well, was John Beeline the coach of Michigan in 2018 when they went to the championship?
1: Let's see. John Beeline was the coach of the Cavs in twenty twenty. So yes, D- yeah, this is um
0: no 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 this is Howard J- J- Howard's, Howard's th- third season. The COVID
1: year was his first year. Ah, um. mm-hmm. John Beeline. Good God, what a mess. All I heard he said thugs. slugs. <laughs> yeah, he said slugs. And then he promptly and quickly resigned.
0: Yeah. That was...
1: I, I think that was a terrible decision just
0: to begin with for him to leave. hiring.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, not for him because you can't turn down the NBA at that point. But for the Cavs, I mean, you just had to know that wasn't going to work.
0: <laughs> like... Yeah, because he was 66 years old and he's never had never coached in the no, NBA. Not, not even never. as an
1: assistant. It's so... Anyway, uh, Villanova and Kansas. Now, I'm actually really interested in this game because Villanova's getting absolutely zero love in the Final Four, obviously because North Carolina and Duke are going to command the attention of at everyone, and Kansas is the top remaining seed in the tournament. But this just kind of feels like a year Villanova is going to be like, oh, yeah, Villanova just beat uh, Duke in the championship by 28 points. It's like, wow, no one saw it coming.
0: I'd like it, man. I would. I think. I they're... do. I like
1: Villanova. I think Jay Wright is
0: very easy to root for. I do think that um just them being in the big yeast they have they're they're not like a mid major school, but they're also Are they Blue Bloods? I think they are at this point. So I, I looked it up and the all, all these articles and whatever said that the six Blue Bloods, which I didn't even know there six. were six I thought I, th- I thought there were five.
1: But I mean, there's no definitive list, but
0: Uh, uh, traditionally accepted as yes. Well, first of all, I'll just get the first one out of the way and not necessarily they weren't like ranked first overall. But I'll just I just want to get them out is Indiana. First of all, they're not not they're not they're not blue. So it defeats the entire purpose of being a blue blood because the rest of the schools are blue. And also, Indiana hasn't had the success in nearly enough time for them to be considered a well, current blue blood. You don't have to be blue to be a blue blood. Well, just wait till you hear the other five.
1: Well, it's, I know they're all blue. They just so happen to be blue.
0: Well, it's Duke, North Carolina, Kansas, Kentucky, UCLA. And I yeah. say Villanova replaces Indiana. So now we have six actual blue, blue blood.
1: I think Villanova is still on the cusp of being a blue blood. I don't think they're there yet. Because that's kind of a slap in the face to everyone else because they have been dominant for decades. And Villanova's kind of been, eh. I think they won a championship in, like, the 80s. And then they did nothing in between what they're doing now and then. So, I wouldn't – they're in that, like, Michigan State, Indiana. um, Well, like, Michigan. They're in, like, that tier right now. But they are the top of that tier. So what are they to, How many more decades do they need success? If for? they win the championship this year, I would probably call them a blue blood.
0: Wait, but why would you do that? Because you just said that these other teams have reigned for decades, and now Villanova's just won championship this year, and that, then they
1: can get in. I thought I thought we well because like decades well, of success. It's it's more than championships. It's the uh, it's well it's practically been a decade of success at Villanova right now. They've been kind of good in the past. They kind of went to sleep there for a little bit between, like, the 90s and, like, when Jay Wright got there. They've been to four Final Fours. They've won two championships. If they win, that's a third championship. That's four championships and that many Final Fours. They're kind of, like, coming... Like, I... Again, there's no definitive list, and it's all subjective. But to me another national championship would probably put them into blue blood territory. They're not there yet.
0: I'm trying to figure out where this other. If Indiana is a blue
1: blood, then Villanova is a blue blood right now. Cause Indiana is not. I agree with that.
0: Not even um, close. They had an opportunity of.
1: Oh man.
0: Whatever the Anthony Bennett year. So 2013. So the 2013. Anthony NCAA Brennan. tournament. He went to the MLB. Uh, Yes, he did. But. Oh, Oladipo. And, um, was o- Oladipo, and the fourth overall pick was Cody Zeller. So, that's right. Um, and if you want to know uh, how long ago that's been, Tom Creane has been fired twice since then.
1: But, yeah, he just got fired, yeah.
0: Yeah, and uh, Georgia was one of the worst programs. Oh, they in were so bad. The Power Six, if you want to call it I knew that because.
1: The year prior, Georgia was one of my favorite teams to bet on, and then yeah. I tried to bring that over to this year, and they just were not good at all.
0: Um, their coach—they—they they just picked up Florida's
1: coach. I think Florida's
0: coach was like kind of on the hot seat, so he just removed yeah. himself on the hot from the hot seat by just leaving and going to Georgia to give himself job security. Powerade. I think that's what happened. That's so, a power move. I like. That. I I guess so, but um, I can't.
1: I can't Do believe they called 12, Indiana. By the report. way,
0: yeah. Well, uh, once upon a time, now, uh, you know, back when well, your favorite coach of all time no, was running that joint.
1: No, I'm going to call time out real quick. Go ahead, because I'm looking at their resume right now. I may stand. I may be stand. I might stand corrected here. Indiana's? Yeah, they have a pretty a pretty deep resume. They've been yeah. to the Final Four one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight times, dating back to 1940. Uh, one, two, three, four. They've won five national championships, although their last championship was in 87. They were runners up in two, tw- uh, 2002. They just, I think it's, it, it may be more. Uh,
0: I don't well, know. You got to make up your mind because Let may flip a coin. Yeah, well, you're either picking Villanova or Indiana because they're two. They're two different. Right. You know, uh, philosophies here. One's the, the just total resume since the beginning of time, which would be Indiana, or it would be the recent success, which would be Villanova. So it's one, it's oh, yes. one decade you know
1: versus total resume. Here's what I'm going to do. None of them are blue plugs. Okay. And That's we're going to stick to Kansas, Kentucky, North Carolina, Duke, and UCLA, although UCLA needs to pick it the fuck up here. Did you know that Bob Knight
0: played basketball at Ohio State? Did he really? I didn't know that until just now. I did not know that. I see that uh, the the coaching, the coaching, I I don't know roots, if you want to say. How's he uh, still alive? They run through uh, eighty one. They run through Ohio in both football and basketball as the Orville, Ohio resident. Oh hey, that's mm. um. Nine miles east of Worcester and twenty miles southeast southwest of Akron, uh, home of Bobby Knight and uh, longtime coach, coached Army, uh, was the oh, what do you want to call it? The mentor to Coach K. So, wow, man, he he was not that much older than Coach K because Coach K oh. is also ancient. Oh, yes, he
1: is. Oh man, Bob Knight! I, I totally forgot he had a run at Texas Tech.
0: Yeah, remember the uh, College Game Day when uh, he was on and Texas Tech was playing Texas?
1: I don't remember that. I will. Did send something you funny the... happen? Yes,
0: I will. I will text you the YouTube link. Bob I can Knight. pull it up. It's uh He had one of the best lines, and I'm sending it your way right now. Like on college basketball college game day? No, or... but he was on that too. And um, uh, he did I, – I was watching a video recently of him actually on, on college basketball college game day. And he uh, had a had a little bit of a, an FCC violation on the air, if you will. Oh, I remember that. Because they were – they were – they were, like, doing some celebrity refing thing or something. I don't know. It had, had something to do with Baylor. But he had some words to say.
1: I'm mean, I, I Yeah. There we go. Is this, the in Texas Tech 1 against Texas? Yeah.
0: yeah, it was the Michael Crabtree game. Six seconds left.
1: Coach Corso, Corso used to be wild, just firing pistols in the air and shit. Yeah, he was
0: Dude, he coached at Indiana for 30 years. Bobby Knight? Yeah. Wow. Was he fired? From Indiana, yes. Knight was, was oh. told to leave. Uh, no, because he was uh he was
1: specifically fired. Oh, wow, did he do something bad? That's not like him.
0: Yeah, uh, nevertheless, night was a- me for my my brother's it. trying to my brother was trying to call me for my BB Be Bop order. Um uh-huh. so I'll text it. Okay, so I'll have to work on that, but here's the quote uh from Wikipedia, which I get almost all my information from, so right. I trust it. High school teachers don't, but I do. Nevertheless, I was accused of choking a player during practice following the incident. A zero-tolerance policy was instituted specifically for Coach (laughs) Knight. Um, I'm a little bit confused as to why a zero-tolerance policy wasn't exactly put into place earlier. But uh, after a subsequent run-in with a student, university president Miles Brand fired Knight in the fall of 2000. So it sounds like after this zero-tolerance policy, then... There was an incident with a student. It doesn't say a basketball player, just a student on campus at Indiana. Um, he got. He was told, "Hey, we're not going to do a three-strike system from this point forward. You get one strike, and apparently, he
1: used that strike, and he got fired. What a, what a wild, what a wild career. Could you imagine if he was doing that shit today?
0: Oh, that would not fly. Do you remember no. when he, uh, when he popped his player's chin because the player wasn't looking him in the eye, and he like just gave him a little shot to the chin to get him to look him in the eye. And he like literally just never broke stride in the conversation. Just, you know, took his fist and just like, boom, popped him up and then just looked him in the eye and just kept talking about what they were talking about. What a
1: terrible time to be alive.
0: <laughs> it wasn't it that was... long. It was at Texas Texas I'm pretty sure.
1: It wasn't that long ago. No, it wasn't that long ago. Cuyahoga um, Falls, Ohio. Where is Cuyahoga Falls?
0: Oh, that's um out west. How far
1: west? Uh, is it? Anywhere? I don't know. I, I, I I've very rarely been out west. Like the furthest west I've been, where I wasn't like driving through it to get to somewhere else, is Sandusky. So I don't really know what Western Ohio looks like.
0: Yeah, you probably don't, cause you're like you have no reason to go out there unless you were. No, and to I Chicago. have. No. It's. From what I hear, it's nothing. When's the last time you've been to Cincinnati? What's that? I said, when's the last time you've been to Cincinnati? Been to? Oh, geez.
1: yeah. I've driven through it.
0: <laughs>
1: um, Have
0: you? Ever, oh, so you ever been to Great? American? No, I've
1: been to Cincinnati. It was during college. I don't remember when. Hmm. I don't. I don't remember when, but I remember I hated it.
0: <laughs>
1: I hate most things.
0: Yes, you do. Now, I, on the other hand, hate everything, as we've discovered in Correct. the most recent podcast.
1: Listen, I you couldn't agree more.
0: That's what I'm talking about. All right. Want to talk uh, a little
1: uh, baseball futures? Yes,
0: although I did just get a text from one of my friends saying NBA expansion incoming. So if you can uh, hunt down your sources and get to the bottom of that, let's see what we're talking about. I'm on it. I'm just Googling NBA expansion.
1: I'll shoot um, a text to Woj.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Oh, yeah, Terrell uh, Owens is playing football with Johnny Manziel. Yeah, yeah, that?
0: Johnny Manziel's going to be throwing him some passes.
1: If, sure is.
0: If they're on the same team.
1: I think they are. Um, let's see. NBA X. I mean, it was, it was going to come. It's a matter of when. There are plans in place to build a $3 billion NBA arena, hotel, and casino in Las Vegas via CNBC. Huh. So, let's see. That's, all, that's the only thing I've seen so far. So, Tim, whoever you are, Oaks View Group, announces they have acquired 25 acres of land in Las Vegas to build a new $3 billion sports. And entertainment district.
0: Yeah, it's funny how Vegas is went from like Sin City, it's gambling, it's oh that's we can't have that. It's so nefarious. And now it's oh, like I... now now that now that the sports leagues realize that they can make a lot of money partnering with these gambling companies, now it's like, oh, we gotta send every sport to Vegas. Oakland A's, <laughs> Vegas A's. We're gonna have a Vegas basketball team, Raiders, you're moving. Uh, whoever else they have there, I don't know. Um, Now, I don't think we're ever going to see any sort of, although, man, this would be just a golden opportunity, but it would be a really shady thing, is if UNLV basketball, in order to rise back to the prominence that they once were when Jerry Tarkanian was the head coach in the 90s and they were the running Rebels, if they somehow had some giant, uh, Nil deal, either with a gambling company or a casino or like a nightclub. It, it would be just, it would be a horrible look because it completely tarnit. It, well, it completely elevates the idea that these kids are just going to college to have fun and not actually learn anything. Even though, depending on where you go to school, that is one hundred percent true. Uh Just ask anybody who goes to Arizona State. But that would, I mean, the, the money is just sitting there to be had but also at this point in time I don't think UNLV basketball players really move the meter in terms of NIL yeah. so I don't really know who's looking to spend a bunch of money I'm sure that I'm sure they'd love to have Derek Carr and Devontae Adams hanging out and they'll give them a bunch of money yeah. to promote I saw uh, Jamie Foxx was doing a BetMGM commercial which yeah he I don't understand time. how that works because BetMGM is a Las Vegas casino and there are only a certain amount of people in Las Vegas, and that commercial is going nationwide. So I don't know like how you, you and I would would take part in that, but uh, that's for them to worry about. I think they have an online
1: casino and sportsbook now.
0: <laughs> oh, so they're
1: just. I on, believe they're on the DraftKings map and FanDuel, yeah, right. and they're all they the ju- same. It just happened recently. I think Jamie Fox was brought on to like to. For, the, for their grand opening, but it was they definitely have a sports book, online sports book.
0: Hmm.
1: All right. Anyway, I baseball do, features. I, yes, go ahead. Um, can you guess who is the favorite to win the World Series? Um, According to FanDuel.
0: I'm going to guess the Los Angeles Dodgers, and I mm. wouldn't be surprised if they were Plus two hundred or less. They're actually
1: plus four seventy. That is that's not that's not, that's not terrible actually. That's
0: well, not bad. So, to be quite honest with you.
1: Can you guess I can you guess who number two is? I don't think you will.
0: Um this has nothing to do with this because I'm not gonna say the Astros, but is Michael Brantley still there? Uh yes. Okay. Uh, the Braves lost Freddie Freeman, so that's a no. And they actually lost him to the Dodgers, which makes that even worse. I'm going to say, ooh. I, uh, oh man, I have no idea what the rest of their roster looks like. But I know that they have two Cy Young winners on their staff. So I'm going to go with the New York Mets.
1: Uh, no, the Mets are plus 1,100 and they are fourth. In second place at plus 950 is the Toronto Blue Jays.
0: Wow, did they win the division last year?
1: No, they missed the playoffs. That uh, remember it was so that's tight. a yeah because the Rays won um, the oh, East that's right. and the Yankees and Red Sox played in the in the wild card game and Toronto finished like a game back Man, and Cy young winner.
0: What yeah, you that's just a. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about them jumping that high. After yeah, in the
1: playoffs last year. He trained for Matt Chapman, so that's cool.
0: Oh, I'm I'm a fan of his. He's really good. Um, his dad's not a fan of his. Just go watch the home run derby in Cleveland. Oh, bro, but, buddy, I was there. Yeah, so Break you him saw him, him practically get beamed with every single pitch. Break him out looking.
1: It was crazy. Yeah. He, he was trying. You know what? Well, you know what makes that even worse? He was the last minute injury replacement for Christian Yelich. That was. I got the news as me and my friend were driving down there, and I'm so bummed. Yeah, and uh, fans were not happy about that. No. I mean, it was an awesome home run derby because of Jock Peterson and Blatty, but...
0: Yeah, man, I had Jock Peterson. My friends and I do a pool every year where we just get eight friends, and we just
1: pick the... And we
0: do it like a little draft. Right. I I couldn't... I had Jock Peterson, and I was pretty sure that he was going to win, but... Man, that that oh, just so close. It was like it was like the like the first <laughs> round or something like that too. So it wasn't even like the biggest. Oh, uh, it was the second round, biggest but... matchup. It's like when um, like when Josh Hamilton had the best first round ever, and then Justin Morneau won the home run derby anyway. So no one even remembers.
1: Okay, I'm gonna have to replace one of my trivia questions.
0: Are you but, kidding? Um... Me? Are you kidding me?
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay. Well, hold on what was going to be the fra- the
1: framing of the question who it was going to be who won the home run derby where just josh hamilton set the record for most home runs hit in a single round
0: okay because if you gave a specific year i'm not sure
1: i would have if was it 2008? i think it was 2009
0: oh because it's either eight because or nine was, and i never was, know
1: which one because it was at yankee stadium and it was the first year the new yankee stadium
0: Right. I just don't...
1: Uh, no, wait. It was? I thought it was the last year at Old Stadium. That may sound more likely. So that would have been so 2008? I,
0: yeah, it was either 8 or 9, and I can never remember. But I know it's one of those two. I
1: cannot What year before no one the MVP?
0: Uh, I don't... I, I don't um, it, that was a little bit earlier. It was either... Oh,
1: oh, oh 6, oh, six so, or yeah. 7... It was '08, and it was at uh, Yankee Stadium. Dang it! The original Yankee uh, Stadium.
0: All right. Well, there's I got the house I that gotta... Babe
1: Ruth sorta built.
0: Yep. The um.
1: Oh, listen to this lineup. Go for it. That Sizemore was in this home run derby. Yes, Dan Uglo I, Was he in it too? No, he no, was. No, he it was, was. Oh, it yeah. was Morneau, Hamilton, Lance Berkman, Ryan Braun, Dan Uggla, Grady Sizemore, Chase Utley, and Evan Longoria.
0: Evan Longoria had JT Barrett syndrome so hard. He was JT Barrett before Listen, JT
1: Barrett, where he started no off so
0: hot. <laughs> he started off so hot. He got like a six. I think he seriously had a 16-year contract. But Evan Longoria? I, th- I thought so. I'm Googling this right now. Evan Longoria, 16-year contract.
1: If, if, if I was a major league baseball player and somebody offered me a 16-year contract, I would just sue them. Just because. That sounds that sounds absurd.
0: Okay, so here's what it is. Okay, well, first of all, this is ridiculous in and of itself. Uh, Longoria signed an unprecedented nine-year contract just six days after making his Major League debut and then followed that up with another seven-year extension. So what year was the extension? It yeah, sounds... Well- it sounds like the extension could have been like that later that week. I don't know.
1: That sounds weird to me. Let's see. I'm looking at Sport Track right now. Yeah, this is telling me nothing. That's awesome. Oh,
0: let's
1: man. see. So he, uh, in 2008, he signed a six-year, seventeen million dollar. Get it together, dude.
0: Scotty Pippen over here.
1: Good Christ. Fucking Ozzy Aldi's money. Ronald Lacuna Jr. money. I have no idea how this contract is structured.
0: Okay, it was um, it was four years into his nine-year contract, he signed the extension. So it turned out, it basically, was it was a nine-year and a seven-year, but they signed the extension with five years left. So it was actually like... Tw- a, it was actually like five years and twelve years, if you want to break it up that way. Okay. That's Which still. The Giants are now paying, I think.
1: Yeah. Is he still in San well, Francisco? Is he still... He's still there?
0: Uh, yeah, he is. Um. He's three hundred seventeen home runs. That's pretty good. Uh, um, not bad. But he's also thirty six. Oh, he. Uh, Oh, he! Oh man, it, it was oh eight. And here's how: because he was a three-time All Star in his career. His rookie year was two thousand eight, and he was a three-time All Star. And those three years were oh eight, oh nine, and ten. Hmm. He, he came out really, really hot.
1: Yes, he did. Well, he was an early draft pick. Was he All not? right, you know, uh, I, I
0: bet you he was. Let me. Um, third I think overall. He was a top five six.
1: Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, I was supposed to tell you about my all-time fantasy baseball team. Oh, yes, you were. So, actually, it's funny how it worked out, because I believe I had the eighth pick, um, and I was driving, and I totally forgot about the draft. And I luckily, I only auto-picked one person, but it just ended up being Jose Ramirez, who I wanted anyway, so that's cool. So... <laughs> I took Jose Ramirez with my first pick. My second pick, I took Jose Altuve. Pretty solid second base, third base combo. And then my next yeah. two picks were Jacob DeGrom and Shane Beaver. Somehow I got them both.
0: Were, had, were your friends also on
1: auto draft? How were they missing these guys? No, there's 10 people in this league. It was, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's not even my friends. It's just some people I knew from primetime sports talk. Ooh, our old friends from yes.
0: back in the day.
1: Yes, but I'll just read my team. So Will Smith at catcher. Shout out Will Smith. Uh yeah. Trey Mancini. Chris Jose Rocket Altu- pitcher. What's that?
0: I said Chris Rocket
1: pitcher. Uh Trey Mancini at first base. Altuve second, Ramirez third, Francisco Lindor at short, uh Tim Anderson at second slash shortstop. Yuli Gurriel, who led the league in home runs last year. Or, no, he won the batting title last year at first base, third base. Springer, Brantley, Jorge Soler, Andrew Benintendi, and Chris Taylor are my outfield. And my two utility players are Franmil Reyes and Yohan Mankanda. Pitching, I got DeGrom Bieber, Emmanuel Classe, Justin Verlander, Marcus Stroman, Kale Quantrill, Ranger Suarez, Zach Plisak, Zach Greinke, and Mike Clevenger.
0: That is quite the squad.
1: I know it's. I, I I ran with a nice little loaded up on quality starting pitchers last year, and it helped me a lot. I also hit home runs on um, oh, what's his name from the Orioles, yeah, Cedric Mullins and um a couple other yeah. guys last year. Yeah, Cedric Mullins, he came out of nowhere last year. I literally like. Somebody, somebody in my outfield got hurt, like, the first week of the season. And I'm like, okay, I'll just pick this guy up. And he never left my starting lineup. No need. No, listen. I Fancy baseball, though, man. That shit is a full-time job. Yeah, it is. Because you got update. It. What is it? Every, every single day. Just... Every single morning.
0: Every day?
1: Every single day.
0: I was in a league once where it was a um, – it was, like, a weekly lineup that you set. Right. We do daily.
1: It's a grind.
0: You probably know everybody's stats in the entire league playing that. It is a
1: good way to like if you want to keep up with something just play like daily fantasy sports or something. Obviously this isn't DFS but...
0: Right. I I had one of my... Have you ever hit big on one of the daily fantasy
1: sports? Yeah, I won... Well, define big.
0: Uh few hundred for a night
1: yeah the most ever won on dfs was like 250
0: that's pretty good for what like a five dollar entry or something yeah something
1: like that it was a free play too because dfs has been legal in ohio for years really oh yeah dfs is totally legal in ohio
0: well actually all right that makes sense
1: what state was it
0: um i think it was new jersey uh, we talked about this one time when they were legalizing everything.
1: Right. It was th-
0: that Nevada was – you were able to bet on sports. And I think it was New Jersey where sports betting was legal in New Jersey for like decades, but you were only allowed to bet parlays, which is very obvious who's going to come out on top of that one, and it's not going to be the game. Yeah. There.
1: No, no <laughs> not at
0: all. No. <laughs> I didn't know that. And um, – well, so, yeah, and I'm sure there were plenty of people who learned their lesson uh, Yeah, trying to mess with that stuff.
1: That's a, It was so weird that sports betting was frowned upon forever, but you could do daily fantasy sports, and you can bet on horses in Ohio, so. <laughs> yeah, that um,
0: – yeah, like, if you just go to, like – oh, what's it called? It's like Scioto Valley or something here in Columbus. They have a horse track. Yeah, a little brown drug. little
1: brown jug stealing <laughs> – <laughs> the little, the widely known Michigan Minnesota rivalry.
0: Yeah, hey, and congratulations to Michigan Nebraska for getting a new name for their bowl. I did see that over oh, yeah, the last couple weeks, the Bus and Bowl.
1: That's a good one. I have to watch the new episode. I didn't watch the one with Fred Taylor in it. I have not either. I'm, I'm, I'm still. I'm I
0: so upset that I blew the Justin Morneau one. Now it's gonna you're gonna give me a hard one, and I'm not gonna know.
1: Hmm. I got one. I think you might know.
0: Okay. I'll I'll be prepared. I'll, uh, I I think I got some good ones for you too. Um, there's one that I'm worried about being too easy. Um, it's either going to be really easy for you or really hard because it's a little bit obscure. So you're, it's one of those you either know it or you don't, but I think it's like, I'm trying, I'm trying to, you know, step out of some of the basic questions that I would ask, and ask you one that you may not expect from me. That that might be a little bit more in your wheelhouse than mine, but we'll see how fair it is.
1: Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, because we got off track from the MLB winners. Um, do you, do you oh, see? I totally. Let's, forgot. let's do let's let's fire through some team totals, some win totals, and then we'll get to the trivia. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be in alphabetical order. Arizona Diamondbacks over sixty six and a half. I, I think that they suck, so I'm going to say under. They signed Quetel Marte to five years, $75 million. That's an absurd contract. Quetel Marte is awesome. Yes, he is, but I'm not a fan of these he's, he's, really
0: bad teams shelling out a bunch of money for individual players because, look, the the NFL has a salary cap. The NBA has a salary cap, which isn't actually a salary cap because they just – Everybody blows over top of it anyway. NHL is a salary cap. The MLB has a salary cap. It's just varying salary caps for each team. Each owner has an ideal amount of money that they are willing to spend. And when they spend all of it on one player, they're not going to be willing to spend any more money on the rest of their roster. So bad teams like the Diamondbacks or, or I guess, middle-of-the-road teams like the Angels who then shell out $400 million for Mike Trout. You can't build a roster around one player in Major League Baseball. It just it doesn't work like that no. because it's not like football where the quarterback touches the ball every play. Every batter, except for the people one through three at the top of the order, who are probably going to get a few like more at bats at the end of the year once it all compiles to the 162 game statistics. But for in general in a baseball game, every single player, as far as um, the at-bat scale are going to be about the same opportunities at the plate. So I, I really don't like shelling out that much money. If it were another team who were, was maybe a middle of the road team trying to, they were like the blue Jays, you mentioned, they were in a really tight race last year, trying to make the playoffs. They just barely missed, but they still have a really good roster. And a lot of reason for optimism coming into this season. Mm-hmm. If maybe they shout out that much money for him to push them over the edge. Sure. And he's also right. an infield outfield uh, combo guy which I, I love, love, love. Extremely the valuable. World. Yes. The Micah Bieluses of the world, uh, that one was for you. The guys who can play pretty mm-hmm. much every single position. I, I think he's very valuable, but just not to a really bad
1: team. Correct. Right, Jose Ramirez used to play every position, although he was terrible at outfield. But...
0: He played outfield? Yeah, in
1: 2016 for a little bit. They didn't know where to put him, so they put him in the outfield, but his bat was coming along. That like 2016 was his first breakout year. They had to have him in the lineup. Eventually, they cut uh, Marlon Byrd and Juan Uribe and put him at third. But he started the year in the <laughs> outfield. Speaking of Jose Ramirez, there's a lot of smoke going around about an extension. So I'm keep my eyes on that. I um, did see that. I
0: did see those rumors.
1: Yes, uh, it's figured to be nine figures, which would be automatically be the highest contract in Cleveland baseball history. Do you know who the biggest uh, contract was given to by Cleveland? Who, who Cleveland gave their biggest contract ever to? It's one of two guys, and they signed in the same
0: offseason. It's either Michael Bourne or Nick Swisher. And I'm going to say Michael Bourne just
1: because he was younger at the time. It was actually Edwin Encarnacion.
0: What? He was, like, there for a year.
1: They signed up. It was three years, $66 million, I want to say. The highest wow. contract in Cleveland baseball history was like $66 million. To be fair, they did offer Manny Ramirez like 180 in like 2000, but he obviously declined that. <laughs> he said, I'd rather be somewhere else. Yeah, you listen. And good for him because he, he had a hell of a career. Anyway, Atlanta Braves, 91.5. Give me the under on that. Yeah, I'm possibly a little
0: bit of a Super Bowl hangover here. Possibly. Losing Freddie Freeman to the best team uh, in the NL might have a negative impact on them. I don't know what their pitching is like, to be quite honest with you. I just don't remember. Um, Although I do know that Mike Soraka has glass for bones and paper for skin. So he'll probably miss a lot of time just because that's what he does. Uh, I'm I'm also going to say under. But I still think they'll be generally a good team. But but maybe not like 90-plus wins.
1: Yeah, they play in a very competitive division too. I think the East is going to be very competitive between Atlanta, New York, and Philadelphia this year. Um, Atlanta did make a couple decent. Matt Olson's a pretty good get at first base. They extended him, and they signed Kenley Jansen, so they got somebody in the bullpen. So that's their
0: right. bull, oh, I do know that their bullpen is absolutely stacked.
1: I do know that it, it's it's pretty nasty. And adding Kenley Jansen to it is a pretty good get. Uh, Baltimore mm-hmm. Orioles, sixty-one and a half. Now, Adley Rushman is supposed to make his debut this year, so maybe that helps a little bit, but I got to say under because they play in a division where there's four teams that could win it. Man, but 61 is so low, but it's also the Orioles. Baltimore's so so bad.
0: (laughs) Um, I'm going to say over, but... Not much over. I, I just think that bar is so low. I right. if they if they hit under, I'm never gonna have any sort of faith in them at <laughs> any level
1: ever again. Uh Boston, 85 and a half. This one's tough. I'm gonna lean over because I mean that infield is nasty. Because they just signed Trevor Story. That is they got a lineup.
0: Yeah, and they've been missing Chris Sale for a couple of years, but he came back nice. at the end of last year and pitched really well for how much time that he missed. Yeah, so if he returns to form, I think that they could look really good, especially with him as their ace. I think he's one of the most talented pitchers that we've had in Major League Baseball over the past decade. Easily, uh, not necessarily not necessarily the best, but he had a run lo- where he was unhittable. Yeah, he he looks just like he'd be the most difficult guy to face because he's got a really quirky sort of delivery to him. He's long right. and he's got his lefty. He's, he's yeah, lefty. He, he throws a little bit sidearm. So when he throws a slider, it starts at one side of the plate and then completely lands on the other side. Um, I, I would not want to face him. So if, if he's, if he looks like he used to before his injuries, uh, they, they really got a guy that can win them
1: some games. Oh, yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll say over. I mean, Devers, Bogarts, and Story because I'm assuming Story's going to play second. I would assume. I don't know if I don't know if they would move Xander to second because Xander's a pretty good sh- defensive shortstop, but that infield is nasty. Uh, the Cubs 74 and a half. Um, I got to say under. I mean, they got nobody there, and they signed Stroman, but that's not enough. I'll go, I'll lean under there. Also, under out of spite. I do not yeah. like the Cubs, and I know
0: that you don't either. Um, although, hey, beware, they did sign David Robertson, who was cool about a decade ago. Huh. Um, I, no, I don't like the Cubs at all, so it's, I, I'm I, much rooting for the under.
1: Okay. Uh, Chicago White Sox, 92 and a half. I'm way over on that one. I'm all in on the Sox this year. I think they're going to win uh, the AL. I am too, actually. I... Uh, and weigh
0: in on them. I think that they're going to win a whole lot of games. One of the most talented rosters in Major League Baseball. Great oh, lineup. Yeah. You got you got your third baseman Moncada, who Moncada, who is a really good third baseman. They got some arms back there. Liam Hendricks, Slida, um, Kimbrel. I yeah, Crochet. I, I completely forgot that Kimbrell was there. Um, so we I, they should be, and this is a time for us to you know hop on our soapbox a little bit. Every single year, I don't want to see the Reds. I don't want to see the Cubs. It should be every single year, the White Sox should be playing the Yankees in the Field of Dreams games. We shouldn't be mixing up the teams because those teams didn't play in the movie. So, they should be playing playing in the Field of Dreams. I think the Cubs and the Reds, or maybe maybe the Cubs and the Cardinals, one of those two. But uh, not the White Sox and not the Yankees, which I have a huge problem with. But regardless, the, uh, the White Sox are going to be a really, really, really good team this year. I think they're going to push 100 wins, and I'm going to go over with you.
1: Right. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to look for 2022. They got Reds versus Cubs. For some reason, I thought Cleveland was supposed to play there at one time, but I guess not. Um, Maybe in
0: 2023? Have they already scheduled that?
1: I th- they may ha- no, but I, for some reason I thought Cleveland was supposed to play. Oh no, because Cleveland played at the um the Little League World Series last year against Los Angeles. That's right. I don't like that game.
0: I, I the, I the uniforms. It was cool. The uniforms are
1: obnoxious to me. I feel like it's more for the kids that are there, but it's, it's pretty cool. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely. It's it.
0: It's not for the traditional baseball fans. It's for them oh, to have fun. The the kids to meet the players, but. Uh, the, the whole color schemes and the uniform drive me nuts. I just,
1: I just love ESPN's baseball broadcast because they have, like, the bats mic'd up. Like, the crack of the bat on ESPN is unbelievable. Um, next up, speaking of, the Cincinnati Reds, uh, 73 and a half under. They blew it up. They blew up their team. They got nothing there. Outside of Votto and Moustakis, they got nothing.
0: The Cincinnati Reds last year were one of my favorite teams in Major League Baseball because they are a a small market team who actually put in effort in free agency and tried to craft a really good roster. It didn't work out, and now I hate them because they completely jumped ship just because one year didn't go well, and they decided to quit trying, and all they're going to do is look at last year and sell us that, well, we tried and it didn't work out. Um, They did not stick with the plan, and Reds fans are going to be miserable. So I uh, I really appreciated what the Reds did last season. And now I've just been completely and maybe Reds fans are, should be saying that I should have expected this because I haven't been a Reds fan. So I've been following them like this. But this was ridiculously frustrating to watch how they completely gave up after really inspiring their fan base last year, giving
1: them a little bit of hope and then completely stealing it away. So I am spiting the Reds. I'm saying under. No, I mean, yeah, I'm going under, too. They were building a pretty good team there. Like, the year um, Bauer won the Cy Young, well, that was the COVID year. They were good that year. They could, they had a real chance to beat Atlanta in the playoffs, but they just couldn't score. Um, speaking of teams that can't score from the state of Ohio, the Cleveland Guardians, 75. <laughs> now, um, I'm saying 75's over.
0: Five's kind of low. I'll say over.
1: Yeah, I'm saying over. The odds are actually, over is minus 122, and the under is even odds. So that's telling me Vegas is high on the over on this win total. I'm going over. Cleveland was crushed by injuries last year, especially the rotation. Their entire uh, starting rotation spent time on the I.L. last year. So if they stay healthy, none of their young guys are expected to start the season, uh, like uh, Freeman and Nolan Jones and Gabriel Arias. None of those guys are expected to start in Cleveland. I'm assuming they'll make their way up to Cleveland. But the Central's weak outside of Chicago. I'm not really buying into Detroit or Minnesota just yet. I know Minnesota just signed uh, Correa and Detroit signed Baez. I'm not buying into them. I think there's a, there's a lot of wins to go around in that division, and Cleveland's going to find a way. They're, they're going to be like they do every year where they're not really bad or really good. They're gonna be like three games out of the wild card spot with like two weeks left, and then there's nothing happens. So I'm gonna go over there. Uh Colorado over sixty-eight and a half. half. Uh, I know it's not Chris Brown. I'm I'm leaning over because I think they won like seventy games last year. I'm leaning over
0: too, because I just wow. I, the sixties are really, really, really low. Yeah. Um, So I'm going to say over, again, not because I think that they're going to be a surprising underdog team that no one saw coming. I just think that's a really low bar. So I'll I'll give it to them. I think they can jump over it. They do play in a really tough division, though. That's the problem. Yeah, they do. Um, Maybe they can uh, make a deal with the devil and somehow ditch all their games with the Dodgers and just double them up with the Diamondbacks uh, one way or another. Because the Giants are, well – the Giants were really good recently. But we'll see about that. Yeah, we'll see about them. Wh- what were they last year? Because I remember they were like surprisingly one of the best teams in baseball. They won 108 in- games. That was last year. Yeah. Oh man. They just came man. out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, that's well. We're gonna have a conversation about them in a little bit. I'll yeah. I'll say over with with
1: Colorado just because I think it's a low bar. Correct. Uh, Detroit. Seventy-seven and a half. I'm going
0: under there. Oh man. They got some young talent in that team. They have a couple guys coming up. Um, a lot of people are talking Torkelson. about Tor- Torkelson. Yeah. Former number one overall pick and a uh, noted friend of Guy Fieri. Um, sure. He, uh, apparently Torkelson's mom worked for Guy Fieri. So when Torkelson got drafted, oh, yes. Guy Fieri was all over MLB network for 15 minutes. Um, Talking about how close he was with the Torkelson family. And I just, the, the, the cynic in me just stood there and said, this, is ha- this has to be exaggerated. Um, this is just like a convenient story that these two know each other, but I don't know, maybe they're really good family friends. But uh, a lot of young talent in Detroit, uh, they signed Javier Baez, which I think is a net yeah. negative because yeah. he uh-huh. just annoys me and he's going to go up there and treat every pitch like it's a home run. Um, even if the ball is on the strike zone, he'll still swing at it like he's trying to hit a home run. Um, his swing and miss rate is atrocious. Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> um, uh, they got Eduardo Rodriguez, who I think is a decent pitcher, um, was once like an underdog guy that you never really heard of in Boston. Now he's, uh, right. he's got a little bit of respect. But – 77, I don't know if I'm ready to call them a 500 team. So I'm going to lean under, but I do think 77 is a
1: fair-ish number. It's a little high for me, but it's fair-ish. Right. I mean, it's kind of based off what they did last year because they were accidentally frisky for a little bit there. So, and I just don't think they made enough. I think I think they're a couple of years away. I think they're building something pretty good in Detroit. I don't think it's there yet. Uh, Houston. This one's the toughest one I think. Houston 92 and a half.
0: Leaning um, under. They lost Korea. Oh my. Oh, they lost
1: Korea and they lost Grankey. I I got to say
0: under. I know that they're adding Verlander because he was out last right. year so he he didn't contribute to their win total whatsoever. So but he's old and I know that he's kind of defying or at least pre-injury he was completely defying age by performing is unanimously amongst the best pitchers in baseball. Um, I think everybody agreed that he was one of the best. And right. it just a complete career resurgence. Because at the at the end of his career in Detroit, like Matt, Scherzer had complete, yeah, Matt Scherzer has completely taken over as the face of that franchise. And then he goes to Houston, revamps his career, um, which Trevor Bauer has already – uh, he he was very very quick to suggest that the Astros might be doing something over there uh, because i remember when Garrett Cole went to the Astros it, there was a report that his spin his uh revolutions per minute i think on yeah. his rpm yeah uh, on his fastball th- it like his numbers skyrocketed from Pittsburgh to Houston so there was a little bit of a Trevor Bowers like you know what we should be looking at these uh people in Houston and see what they're doing um, he was and, right. Yeah, and, I, well, they were cheating, just not in the exact way that he thought they were, although the, the, they still might
1: be. Not he, um, So this all started in 2018 when Houston and Cleveland were in the ALBS. That's when the whole cheating thing started. That's kind of when the noise started because Trevor Bauer said something. He said, like, hey, they had somebody in their dugout who just, like, was taking pictures of us. That's not allowed. (laughs) And then, like, nothing happened about it for a year. And then it just everything went to hell for Houston. Yeah. So he was on the case. Um, Oh,
0: yeah. And I'm going to say under because I think losing Correa and Granky is enormous. Um, I would love Verlander to be good again, but it's just that seems like a tall order at his age coming off of Tommy John. That, uh, man, I, I don't I don't feel good about this team right now. I'm, although I think they're really talented, and I still think Jose Altuve, oh, yeah. I, as much as people hate Altuve, I think he's a beast. Um, I, I gotta
1: say it's uh, I'm going. They got the, a solid infield. Yeah, they do. And y- they Yuli got, uh, Gurriel is still right. really good. They got Gurriel, Altuve, Bregman, who I love, and they just signed uh, Andrelton Simmons. So they got a good oh. shortstop. Yeah. So they. they they're still gonna be good, but I think that division's gonna be wildly frisky because the Seattle showed something last year. Los Angeles, the Angels, I think, are going to be a little bit better this year. Oakland's gonna be absolute dog water, but um, mm-hmm. it, it's good that, that's just too many wins um, for a team that lost two of their mo- more important players, or uh, not two of their more important, like two very important players. Uh, Kansas City, seventy-four and a half. I'm going under there. I just don't think Granky moves the me- needle that much at this point of his career. Bobby Wood Jr. is going to be fun. I can't wait to watch him play. But uh, outside of that, I mean, do, is Salvador Perez really going to be the that guy again this year?
0: Yeah, is he going to hit a home run every single game? Um, no. Uh, I will go over, but not by much. I uh, And I don't have a great reason why. But I'm slightly over I, I don't think they' play in a great division, so I think they could be a team that could steal some wins where they maybe shouldn't um, I, I The way I see it is that the White Sox are going to run away with this thing, and then the other four someone of the other four has to be a surprise team because they can't all be bad when they're all playing each other unless right. I, I I just don't think that they're all going to beat themselves up. I think one team's going to separate themselves and I'm, I'm not even saying that's going to be the Royals. I'm just saying that this is a seemingly unpredictable division. So I'm just going to kind of go counterculture here and just uh, roll with the Royals for a slight over.
1: The over is currently plus 102. Um, All right. Got the Angels, 83 and a half. That one's tough. Um, I'm going to lean under. But, I think they're gonna be right around eighty two eighty five somewhere around there, so but I'm leaning under I'm saying under because
0: i just I've learned that this team is gonna disappoint because it's just what they do right. um they've disappointed for years now and they have a lot of talent on that team, but um th- hey man they, they might hit the over, but you know what if they do they're not making the playoffs they just they're <laughs> not a very good baseball team. So, I'm going to say under just to Again, this is another spite pick. I'm spiteful.
1: <laughs> uh Los Angeles Dodgers. Take a guess. Over, Take a guess over what their and win I do total care. is it, I I
0: am dead serious. I think it's going to be triple digits. Their win total
1: or how many they're actually going to win. Win total. Like they're I they're going to win I think like at least 105. I agree. Their total is set at ninety-eight and a half. I'm going way over. Over, Over. it's so over. They're so damn good.
0: Everywhere, and Max Muncy is forced to play second base, which is his third position because there's just so much talent at the corners already. And Max Muncy's really good.
1: Yeah, yeah. Them get getting a DH spot for the Dodgers—that's scary. Um, Miami, seventy-six and a half. They're interesting. They just signed Castellanos, or not, uh, 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 Jorge Soler, who was the World Series MVP. I don't know if Soler is really going to be worth it at this point of his career. He's been kind of hit and miss. Uh, I'm going to lean under because that's a really tough division. I'm going to say under
0: because I just don't think they have a whole lot of talent on that team. Um, They did, a couple years ago, they had some good pitchers. Uh, it was Caleb Smith, who was a good pitcher for like a very brief mo- brief moment in time. Uh, he is now pitching for the Diamondbacks because they traded him. I forget what the deal was. They also had Zach Gallen, who was a good pitcher, but they also traded him. I'm trying. They got Robbie Ray. That's who it was. Um, wait, did Robbie Ray ever get traded to the Marlins? There was there was a pitcher who was on the trade block. For the diamond, I think it was Robbie Ray, and I don't even think they ended up trading him. They didn't trade him to Miami, but they traded another pitcher to Miami. Regardless, I don't know who it was, but uh, is Sandy Alcantara still on the team? I believe so. Okay, he I know is pretty good, um, but reg- regardless, I just think that they don't have a lot of talent. I know that the MLB social media loves to pump up Jazz Chisholm. Who Oh he's good. Um he, he gets a lot of triples and he slides and he's stealing bases and he plays he plays fast, which I know a lot of people like. Um don't know mm-hmm. much about him, so I'm just gonna say under.
1: I respect that. I'm I'm leaning under too. Uh Milwaukee. 89 and a half. Oh my. Um The pro- the the central is not good. No. But the problem is the Brewers are like could win this division with like eighty four games. So I'm gonna say under. Eighty nine and a half, I'm gonna say under. If I had to bet it, I'm not going to, but if I had to, I'd say under. I'm gonna say under because I can't stand the idea of
0: Andrew McCutcheon going to this roster and winning the division. Um I my heart
1: can't handle that. I'm going under. Sorry, I'm feeling something. Um That's okay. Minnesota Twins, eighty one and a half.
0: Okay. I don't know where they were last year but Carlos Correa can't possibly make them that much better. I mean it, I know that he's incredible and I do give him credit because the year after uh what well, was the 2020 year because I remember there were no fans when they were supposed to go on their tour of uh <laughs> when they were supposed to basically face the nation essentially and uh pay the price for their uh science-dealing scandal, and then all the – it was – Bregman's numbers were awful. Altuve's numbers were awful. Everybody's numbers were awful. And they all – they did the, you know, PC apology. They did – I think it was – I think it was Altuve who had like a 31-second press conference at spring training or something like that apologizing. (laughs) Uh, Bregman. But the one guy who basically took the microphone out of Ken Rosenthal's hands and looked in the camera and said, STFU, and then he was the one guy who actually had good stats that next season, so I do give Carlos Correa credit, because he was the only one who actually played well that year, but despite the fact that he was kind of the... And I understand that the lockout really messed up free agency, so Mm -hmm. it wasn't exactly Correa mania like it was supposed to be, but... He was the hot name this this summer or uh, this winter, I should say, and he ended up in Minnesota. But I still don't think one I don't think one player right. makes
1: all the world's difference in the world. So I'm gonna say under. Yeah, I'm I'm leaning under too, just because I'm, I'm higher on Cleveland than I am Minnesota. So I'm gonna lean under there. Yeah, I mean Car- Correa is awesome. But I don't think – because Minnesota was really bad last year. So I don't think that's going to – I don't think they're going to do much anything. I'm leaning under there. This one's tricky, the Mets, 91-and-a-half. I give them a thumbs up. I say over. Hey. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to say over, too, if they stay healthy. If they stay – because DeGrom has not stayed healthy at all throughout his career, and he's getting up there in age. He's like 35 years old. So, he's getting up there in age. He can't stay <laughs> healthy. If they stay healthy, they're going to be fine. And if Lindor I, – I don't see Lindor being that bad again at the plate. So, I'll go, I'm going over. They're my pick to win the East. So, I'll go over there. Um, the Yankees also at 91.5. I am going to say under.
0: Um, um, I,
1: they got I don't no to... pitching.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. But I like their lineup. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? No, I found a reason to spite them. Um, Joey oh. Gallo annoys me because he oh, refuses to he refuses to bunt. He'd rather strike out 250 times in one season than, or I guess, ground into the shift 1,000 times a season than bunt to third base when no one's there. And he oh, made a big he made a big fuss about how the shift ruins baseball and he can't do his thing when he's, when the shift is on, he, he had a big, uh, media, well, I mean, no one was arguing against him. It was just him complaining with a microphone in his face, but he made a big deal about how the shift is ruining baseball and all that. So I am very much anti Joey Gallo right
1: now. So I am going to say under. Yeah. Uh, you would think he would have gotten better at the plate at a shorter, at a, friend, a lefty friendly ballpark. Just simply not yeah. the case. He actually got worse. He's at 3-14 a in the outfiel- right field. 3 14 right. He, he is a terrific outfielder, but he doesn't really do much outside of hit a home run and strike out at the plate. Um, so I'm going under there. Let's fire through these last couple. Oakland, 69 and a half under. They suck. Uh, the bar is really low. I'll say
0: over, but, um, they don't have, well, geez, they don't have their corner infield. Um, I'll still say over, but only cause it's, I hate the numbers in the sixties, <laughs> even though uh, my so, team's
1: about to have one. <laughs> hey, you can, yeah, we'll get there in a minute. Philadelphia, 86 and a half. Kind of thinking over there. I like, I like the moves they made this offseason.
0: The problem with the Phillies over the past couple of years has been that their division's been really good. Uh, the Braves have decimated themselves, in my opinion. Uh, well, what am I talking about? I'll, I'll, they only lost Freddie Freeman, at least to my knowledge, but I don't know. Maybe they lost somebody else. Uh, but I, think I do so. think... Oh, so Solaire. Solaire, uh, well, he was good. Jock Peterson, his pearls are gone. His pearls are in San Francisco, right?
1: Mm-hmm. So,
0: alright, they did lose a little bit, but um, we'll find out what Ronald Acuna Jr. is going to do. Returning, so oh, the yeah. Braves have the Braves have been the Goliath, so to speak, in that division recently. As in terms of, I'm not saying they've won it every year because I don't even remember to be honest with you. But they've had the most talent, and some of that talent's gone away. So I feel like this is a time for the for the Phillies to strike. Um, they've kind of been the bridesmaid recently, but I think it's time for them to be the
1: bride. I'm going to say they're going to go over. Hmm. Your Pittsburgh Pirates, sixty-four and a half. Oh man.
0: Uh I'll say 0-0-0 uh, zero,
1: zero, zero pitching. I'll say under. Yeah, they're gonna go under. I I am rooting for them to not lose a hundred games again, but they're gonna go under.
0: By um, the way, I forgot to mention Chris Archer's
1: pitching for the twins. Another reason to go under. Mm. I might pick the, yeah, way under 30, 30 <laughs> and 132. Yes. Um, the San Diego Padres, 88 and a
0: half. I'm, gonna do it, I'm going to deal with the over. I'm going over with you. I think this team completely flamed out when they shouldn't have, and they have Clevenger, which they didn't have last year. So, They're going to be without um, Tatis
1: for a while. Nah, I forgot that he likes motorcycles. Uh, I, I will still say over. I'm still going over. I'll still go over. Uh, San Francisco, 85 and a half. I think they're going to go under. I think they just wildly overachieved last year. Buster Posey's gone. Chris Bryant is gro- gone. Well, give me the under.
0: I'm going to go with the under as well for everything that you just said about the overachieving. In addition to that, I I did predict the Padres to remain as one of the best teams in the NL West. So I I think that they're going to steal a few games away from the Giants. Uh, I think they regress. regressed. Now that is a giant drop off from where they were last year, which does yeah. scare me. That's like 23 games, but I think that they severely overperformed. So right. I'm uh I, I I think that they're severely going to to disappoint this year, at least mm. disappoint their own fan base in that case. Uh, I will go under 2.
1: That's who the uh, uh, the Guardians opened their season with at home, the Giants. But um, Seattle, 83-and-a-half. I'm going over with Seattle. I like what Seattle's doing.
0: Yeah, they were one of the those Blue Jays-type teams last year where they were trying to get it together. They were in it the last day of the season. Yeah. And they I, – I really like their spirit because they, I think, traded their closer – at some point last year and the I heard the locker room I, I say that like I'm an insider I heard somebody else talk about this um, I heard the locker room was livid with the uh, executives and the franchise for trade because they were really bought in last year and they were tr- they weren't great at that point in time they traded away one of their key pieces
1: and but they
0: really really tried to get their way into the playoffs couldn't just couldn't do it so I'm Team Seattle.
1: I'm going to go over. I'm supporting them. Uh, St. Louis, eighty-four and a half. Give me the over there. Shout out Albert Pujols. We'll bring a little bit of fight back in the boys.
0: Yeah. Um, I I don't think Albert Pujols is going to have that much of a.
1: No, he's going to offer of, nothing.
0: Yeah. Well, he's going to he's going to be DHing against left-handers. That's going to be his entire role. True. Uh, and. And pinch possible
1: extraordinaire.
0: Yes, uh, and he'll be pinch-hitting against. So it'll just be him and Corey Dickerson essentially trading off the DH role, depending on who's pitching. Um, I'm going to say over. I think they have a really talented roster. Uh, I love that Arenado and uh, Goldschmidt are in the same – are playing the corners of the same infield. That is just insane to me. But I am a big fan of those guys. But it's the defense. They had four, I, I think. Actually, it may have been five. They may have had five Gold Glovers last year. I believe um, so. Harrison Bader in center, uh, Tyler on left. They had it. I, I guess Yachty's the one I'm not sure about, but he may have been a Gold Glover. But the corner infielders as well. They have a very good defense, and
1: um, I'm gonna roll with the over. I think that's a low number to be honest with you. I do too. I think they're gonna end up winning that division. But um. Tampa Bay, 89 and a half. Give me the over there. Tampa Bay is really good. I don't know how they do it without any stars in their team, but they always do, so I'll give it to them. Over. Yeah. Um, Texas, 74 and a half. I'm going over. They made a lot of splashes this offseason. Uh, yeah, I guess they did. I
0: forgot that. Man, they were really active in free agency, so I give them credit for that, but. I just had I just thought so little of them heading into this year before that, but all right, I'll play ball. We'll go over seventy four, but I I am not tremendously confident.
1: No, I wouldn't be confident either. I just like excuse me. Uh, they got uh, Simeon Seager and uh, John Gray. That's who, yeah, the pitcher John Gray from Colorado. I like them a lot. I'll go the over there. This one's a little bit of a high number to me. Toronto, ninety two and a half. I think they're gonna win that division, but it's gonna be so competitive. I'll go the over just because I think they're gonna win the division. But that 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 it's gonna be a war the entire season. I'll go under because I
0: think that the Red Sox are gonna yeah. be a good competitor this year, as well as the Yankees, and then we we already we agree on the race. Um, yeah, so too much competition, in my opinion. Um, I think all of them could hover around 90. The Yankees, based off their pitching, may be the odd man out in that group. Um, right. But 90 seems fair, but I'm I'm leaning
1: low, so I'm going to say uh, under. All right, and then Washington, 69.5, way, 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 way under. And they're going to have the MVP, So, but they're still going way under. What was the number? Sixty nine and a half. Wow! You, I, I thought, thought they saying... would have had the lowest win total, or not the low, like low, like 65 and a half. Like I thought, like Pittsburgh and or uh, Baltimore would have like sixty one, which is around what they have. That's a little high to me because Washington unloaded everything at the deadline, and outside of Soto, there's really nothing there.
0: I didn't even now, realize they were
1: that bad yeah now juan soto is the best player in baseball but and as a fact <laughs> you can write that down and they just unveiled the greatest uniform of all time but um they're going under they 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 don't got anything around soto um your confidence peer
0: pressured me i'll go under just because you sounded really confident there's um, oh yeah that'll be yeah well yeah trey turner and max scherzer were gone last year they got a fire i think yon gomes even got shipped out um if he was even there last year i don't even remember i don't I, think I remember he was they, there He was there when they won the world series uh then somebody i don't know the point being they got rid of a bunch of guys so sure you, you bullied me into it all right and a half and a half under
1: all right want to get to these trivia questions and
0: we can head out yes we can all right um I am disappointed that I should have had one gimme that I completely spoiled myself just because I like to just re- recap a bunch of random things that come to my head. But
1: <laughs> uh, you have new questions, so let's hear those. All right, we'll start with the. I think this one's going to be very easy. All right. College football. Uh, oh. John Navarre bridged the gap between what two starting quarterbacks at what school? Uh-oh. Uh
0: say that name again?
1: John Navar.
0: John Navar. Unbelievable that man this is like the perfect style of question for me. <laughs> and I can't, I don't even know I I hope that I recognize him when you say where he went to school, but I just nothing's coming to it sounds like Vaguely familiar. I'm saying vaguely. Um, I, I I don't have
1: anything. I'll give you the school, but you have to name the two quarterbacks. It's Michigan.
0: Okay. Man, the, the literally the only school that came to my head was Michigan. I didn't even try. That's a but. I John hm. Navar. Uh, it's not. Ch- well, Chad Henny may have been on the right side of it because it went from Chad Henny to Ryan Mount to Tate 4CA to Denard Robinson to Devin Gardner and all the way on. Okay, so I'm going to say Chad Henney is on the late end and on the early end is Drew Henson. That is correct. Wow. I, I, I got it wrong. I got it wrong. I get zero points. I get zero points. <laughs> I'll give you uh, half a point. Uh, I'm not even comfortable with that. It's a Mickey Mouse I, point, I, but you're getting it. <laughs> All right. Um, this one very uh, very similar difficulty, I think, um, to what you just offered because uh, you might know it instantly or you might hear it and go, "I've never heard of any of that." So, uh, same style of question, I guess. But in the 1990s. Which NHL? holy cow. In the nineteen nineties, which NHL franchise had a unit that featured three Hall of Famers and was given the nickname The Russian
1: Five? I was gonna say Pittsburgh, but that's probably not correct. Um, the nineties. The Russian Five. Good lord. Not a big 90s NHL is tough. Um, I'm trying to think of a Russian. The only players I can think of played for the Penguins. Not Russian. No, Yamir Yager is not Russian. No, I think he's Czech. Yeah, because he owns and plays for a team in the Czech right now, and he's 50. Yeah, and the, um,
0: the reason that he plays is because he says no one's going to show up if I don't play, so I have to make myself money by playing. That's hilarious. That is, Listen, it's probably true. <laughs> He's probably
1: right. Oh! Oh, boy. That would have been early 2000s, I think, when Detroit had a lot of guys there. Uh, I'm going to say Pittsburgh because I think Detroit, they're Ru- they got a bunch of Russians in like the early 2000s because I used to have NHL two- – no, no, you know what? I'm going to say Detroit because I don't think there's any Russians on the Penguins during their run. I'm going to say Detroit because the, one of the first video games I ever owned was NHL 01, and I always played as Detroit. And they had Fedorov, uh, um, Vladimir uh, – I can't remember his last name. Khan something and um um Stevie I or Stevie is not Russian but Detroit
0: it's the Detroit
1: Red Wings yes i knew it,
0: it was shout it out was,
1: nhl 01 for that one
0: yeah it was sergey fedorov vladimir konstantinov slava kozlov
1: slava fedosov and igor Laryanov. i don't remember those last two guys but i I always remember I used to, that's just that that's just to be the team I used to play with and NHL one all the time. That's the oh only God. reason I knew that one. All okay. right, well, uh,
0: man, I got, oh uh, man, I should have just guessed Michigan, <laughs> and then worked my way back from Chad. Hett. Gosh darn it, man! I could have. All right, okay, yeah, I got to shake it off and get
1: ready for this next question. I got another college football one for you. All right, let's do. Got to do better. This is the BCS era only. Oh
0: no! Okay,
1: this team has had the most BCS bowl appearances without ever winning a game. Four appearances in BCS bowl games. That seems too easy, but I gotta count out all four
0: before I just shout out Notre Dame. Um. Ohio State Fiesta Bowl. Sugar Bowl against LSU. National Championship against Alabama. Oh, I think there was one more, but I... There was a bowl game against Oregon State, but I'm not sure if that one was... Well, all right, let's try to... Now, Now let me think of those ESPN graphics. Because they all say, I think we're like 0-7, so it would be the Clemson playoff game, which we lost, the Alabama playoff game, which we lost, and the Ohio State Fiesta Bowl, which we lost. Well, now it would be 0-8 because we just lost Oklahoma State. Um, I Man, I don't think that you would give me such an e- – unless you were just trying to make fun of Notre Dame, but I thought you would have just asked that first. So if the fact that you're asking this question second makes me think it's not Notre Dame, because I feel like if you were just trying to make a joke, it would either be the first question or the last question. Why would you pick the middle? You know what? I I'm just gonna say Notre Dame because I
1: haven't had one other team pop into my head. So I'm just gonna say Notre Dame. It is Notre Dame.
0: Okay. Jeez. Well,
1: I did that on purpose. I knew you. I knew you would have that line of thinking that I wouldn't put Notre Dame with question number two. That's yeah. the reason I did it. And you were – it was It was only the BCS era, so whatever happened in the college football playoff era it doesn't matter. It was the Fiesta Bowl against Oregon State where they got rolled, um, the Fiesta Bowl against Ohio yeah. State, the Sugar Bowl against LSU, and the championship game against Alabama. Yeah, thanks, Ocho Cinco. No.
0: Right, that's who it was. It was Ocho Cinco and Hushman Zada.
1: Just that's right.
0: Well, dancing was Zada it. there at the same time. I believe so. All uh, right. Uh, I have two more questions, and both are football-related, so appropriate. Mm. Um, gosh darn it. I just spoiled half of the answer to this one. but um, All right. Which major professional sports owner – I just gave away that it's in the NFL. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which, all right. So which NFL owner co-founded Home Depot?
1: Oh, let's see. I'm trying to, th- I'm trying to search my brain and see if I know where Home Depot originated. So I like, probably don't. <laughs> huh. which NFL owner? Definitely not the Haslam's. How did probably they get not- uh, Pilot J, the gas company. Yeah, that'll um, make you a lot of money. <laughs> Yeah, um, quite a bit. I'm assuming it's not the Roonies. Do the Rooneys still own Pittsburgh?
0: Yeah, um, I don't know which one it is though. Uh, yeah, maybe Art or Dan or something. I don't know.
1: I thought Art just died, but there's probably like a billion Arts. Um, it's probably not Cronky. because he's busy buying and destroying everything else
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just don't know any owners I don't know this one
0: Arthur Blank mm, yeah I never would guess that the, uh, you can find him um, in a right. suit on the sideline at Falcons games
1: mm, shout out Home Depot one time Okay. <laughs> uh, my last question Ty- is in base- yeah, my last question is in baseball Okay. Uh, in the last twenty or uh, thirty years, two oh, players man. have gone back to back in the home run derby. Name them. Have won back to back home run derbies, I should say. Um, thirty years. It's nineteen
0: ninety two, right? Yes. I all right. I'm going to just quick trigger shout these ones out. If they're right, if they're right. If they're wrong, they're wrong. Ken Griffey Jr. and Yoanis Cespedes.
1: Those are both correct. Yes, let's go. I don't all know right. the years. I don't remember the years.
0: Um, neither do I. Cespedes,
1: I think, was 13 and 12 and 13.
0: Yeah. Uh, yes. Hey, remember when Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton were supposed to be, like, bring the Home Run Derby back to prominence?
1: They actually won back-to-back years. Stanton won in 16 and Judge won in 17. But, yeah, because Stanton was going for the back-to-back. Then
0: I think, like, Miguel Sano won, possibly. Um no it's judge. At my Oh idea. oh yeah, he did he did, he did. Um all right. Uh my last question for you is about someone who you should know about because I believe not only did he play for the Browns, but uh he's also remembered to be your coach just about every single year. So uh well first of all, do you know who I'm talking about already? <laughs>
1: Um, Josh McDaniels, Bill Cower. Bill Cowher. Oh yeah, that's true. All
0: right. Bill Cower had one job as a coordinator in the NFL prior to becoming the head coach of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Where was he a coordinator?
1: See, I think it was Cleveland. I'm not sure about that. I know for a fact he played there. I'm almost positive he coached there. Um... Bill Cowher, or uh, not
0: Bill. <laughs> That is incorrect.
1: He well, mm. he, let me uh, think. Was... Let me think. This won't count, but let me think.
0: Okay. Although I will say he was a special teams coach and a defensive backs coach in Cleveland before he became the coordinator at this spot.
1: Oh, okay, coordinator. I was correct.
0: it right. says it says special teams coach. It doesn't say special teams coordinator. And I also just don't consider special
1: teams. So he was in Cleveland, coaching Cleveland through the 80s. So he's probably there with Schottenheimer. I don't know where Schottenheimer coached after Cleveland. I can't remember. We're, I'm going to say he followed Oppenheimer. Wow. I just don't remember where. You, I
0: just looked that up, and you are actually right about that. He did. Oh, I, What team? I can't remember. Uh, they are threatening to move. There. Well, this does. This could be any team at this point in time, but yeah. they just threatened to move stadiums. Oh, uh, oh, the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Yeah. Yes. If you if if you didn't get that, I was gonna say they just threatened to move their stadium to a different state yeah. because uh the Chiefs are threatening to move to the Kansas
1: side of Kansas City. I don't know. Arrowhead's cool looking stadium, so I wouldn't. Yeah,
0: I mean the Chiefs' kingdom's gonna go wherever they go, but yeah, Arrowhead is known for being one of the most intimidating places to play in football. And was well, is it is um what city do they play in? They play so Kansas City is it's Kansas City, Missouri, and Kansas City, Kansas. They play in Missouri Kansas City, Missouri is the big Kansas City. Kansas City, right. Kansas has like a hundred thousand people. So it's just like a big suburb
1: of Kansas City. Is isn't Kansas City, Missouri like right on the border too? Yes. That okay. So that makes sense why they would threaten to move. I don't did they originate in Kansas?
0: Um no, I think they're just trying No, They get... actually started in Dallas. That's right. For I forgot about that. But they had that. Um, they had that.
1: Uh, that throwback old logo helmet. helmet.
0: Yeah. Yeah, with the state with the state of Texas on it, which is a really cool uniform. The Chiefs have really right. good uniforms.
1: They do. They have a solid uniform. They used to play in a place called Municipal Stadium. They're just stealing our whole fucking flow over here. But um... <laughs>
0: word for word, bar for bar.
1: Yeah, it is literally practically in Kansas. Where's Kansas? Is. Kansas City, Kansas just like the spillover of Kansas City, Missouri? Pretty much. What a dumb just just simply name it something else.
0: I know. Uh I don't That's... know the history. well I sh- I could be learning the history of uh Kansas City. But um
1: Yeah, they call it a KC Mo. KC Mo. Kansas City is just like a pretty cool looking city.
0: I'm sure I'll be there at some point. And I'm pretty yeah. sure the Royals are looking for a new stadium too. I don't know why. I that think... stadium is gorgeous. Yes, it is. The the fountains in left and right center. Oh, gosh.
1: Kansas City's pretty cool looking town. I'll make my way over there at some point. I'll, How I'll, close I'll is go Kansas City to St. Louis?
0: Four and a half hours, so it's not that close. Oh heavens. No, oh no, heavens. It's basically well, it is border to border, like from Cleveland to Cincinnati. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Man, that was a great round of trivia. That's the that first m- time I lost. No, 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 no. I I've won either one or two before that. Uh-huh. Um, the score the score might be three to two me. uh I think ish thereabouts. I don't know
1: for today. Yeah.
0: Oh, no, just like over the however many times Uh, we've done
1: this. Listen, and I didn't – you didn't win this one. Let me just say I had a terrible performance because that Detroit (laughs) one shouldn't count. That Red Wings answer shouldn't count because that was just happened to be. I just pulled that right out of my ass. I,
0: I thought, though, I actually was pretty impressed with the logic and the connecting of the dots that you had. I actually thought that was pretty good.
1: I literally was just trying to think of one Russian. And I ended up, oh, yeah, the Red Wings. And I forgot they had, like, a thousand Russians on their team.
0: Yeah, but you took it all the way back to playing the video games and all that stuff.
1: Yeah. Cool, because that was, like, the, one of the first sports vi- the first sports video games I ever had was NHL 01, NCAA 03, NBA Live 06, and uh, MLB, MVP Baseball 2003. I mean, NBA 2K12 taught me almost everything I know
0: about the history of the nba oh yeah when you had to, like unlock the old school players
1: and teams yeah 2k today is weird i've, I've been playing the. i got a one of the new next gen consoles and i've been playing the my career one of the first things you can do when you get drafted is like a tweet a negative tweet about your opponent uh, about your team and then it's just a pr disaster it's fucking. <laughs> awesome. it's awesome
0: I I miss the way uh and it, it, they still might do this, but I I haven't checked in a while. But it used to be where uh like after like five games with a new team, you could just always request a trade.
1: Yeah, is still so, like that. Is just, drafted by the Rockets.
0: Oh yeah, man, we used to always get drafted by the same teams. Everybody was getting drafted by the Rockets or the Seventy Sixers or something.
1: Well, you can get drafted anywhere in this one. It's. You can you have options. You can you can go straight into the NBA out of high school. You don't play any high school games, which is wrong decision. You can go to college and you have a select amount of colleges to go through, and you just play the yeah. NCAA tournament, or you can go, go straight to the G League.
0: Yeah, well, well, that is factually inaccurate because, well, not not no, you what you're saying, but League. no, it, it's just. You can't go from the high school to the NBA right now, so I don't know why they have that in the video game. Why would that even be a setting?
1: I think you can. It's just the amount of years after high school. I think you have to be one year removed from high school. Because your guy is a big YouTube star for some reason. They don't really oh. tell you why. And you can sign, like, music. You can start your own record label and fashion label. It's pretty cool. It's very Man, you,
0: you remember the 2K recently where, like,
1: your friend died in a car crash or something? Yeah.
0: <laughs> Man, these stories Like you are... join,
1: you get drafted, and your best friend dies in a car crash.
0: Yeah, and then um, there's the one where like your dad's old friend tries to become your agent.
1: I think that. Yeah, I think that. I don't remember that one.
0: Oh, well, there's um. I, I totally forgot the actor's name, but and I I shouldn't shouldn't forget because it's a it's a guy that Oh, that was know. um
1: that was the last two K twenty one. I remember that one. Because I got oh, that really? game late. The, I, I went to Syracuse. I, first of
0: all, they make you play high school games, uh, which you, you, I'm dominating those high school games. And then I went to Syracuse, particularly for the uniforms.
1: Mm. Syracuse I went has to, fantastic uniforms. I'm, in, I'm running with two of my careers right now. I, have, I always usually make like a shooting guard who is like a Russell Westbrook mold, but who can actually shoot. And then I make a, a outrageously large center. My first guy went to UCLA. My second guy, my center, went to West Virginia.
0: Man, they
1: uh,
0: – I, I love how they have – and
1: I think Madden's doing it now too where you have select schools where you can go play and kind of it's do the It's a wild same thing. list of schools. It's like Michigan State, LSU, Miami, USC, Clemson, Nebraska, Texas Tech, this is a wild list of schools. But speaking I think of, I did, I did see that they are working on the new NCAA college game. College uh,
0: yeah.
1: basketball.
0: Oh, that's sweet. That is sweet. I I miss the college basketball game. Um, I will give you this. Speaking of a wild list of schools, there is a and speaking of Kansas City as well, there is a Kansas City recruit, uh, big time recruit, one of the top thirty players in the nation according to Rivals. One of the he is the number three offensive tackle in the country. His name is Caden Green. Here is the list of the top five schools that he is pursuing at this point in time. Uh, Oklahoma. All right. Okay. There. Right. Miami, Florida. Uh,
1: okay. All right. Good. All
0: right. Michigan. Okay. Yes. And then uh, Missouri and Nebraska. Sure. Uh, what decade is this where Oklahoma, Nebraska, Missouri, Michigan, and Miami are your top five schools?
1: <laughs> Shout the '90s.
0: Yeah. Uh, this this kid's been in a coma for a long. No, this kid's been on YouTube his entire his entire childhood watching '90s highlights.
1: Mm. Someone's got to. Yeah. Someone's got to remember when those schools actually won. <laughs> yeah. All right. Th- that was a great round of trivia. We have to preview
0: baseball. Baseball. I think opening day is going to be happening by Seven. the next time. So, Actually, no, no, no. Literally yeah. a
1: week from today.
0: Yeah, so uh, we might we, we might add on a little bit. We might cover some preseason awards and make some predictions, something like that. But um, we'll, we'll have more content, and we will have a national champion in college basketball. And, uh, and by the time we, we come move.
1: back, Coach K will be retired, That's whether I can, in shame or in victory.
0: <laughs> I, I can promise you that and uh that's what we're going to be talking about and uh until then everybody take care Peace.